0: The Penguins will try and make it five in a row against the Columbus Blue Jackets on Tuesday night, and Pat and I are going to preview that game, plus discuss a few other things right after this. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Hunter Hodes. You can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Joined by my co-host, Patrick Damp. You can follow him on Twitter at Simon And you can follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen slash watch of the day. And finally, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections get yours today at jacemedical.com. that's j-a-s-e medical.com so another game night for the penguins on tuesday night they go to pbg paints arena west or aka columbus to take on the blue jackets a team that the penguins have owned for quite a few years now to say the least uh you can just dive into the numbers right now considering how the penguins have owned this rivalry 8-0-1 in their last nine games against the blue jackets in their last 23 games Penguins have only lost in regulation three times, eighteen and three and two against the Blue Jackets, dating back to February of 2017. They also went three and zero oh and one against the Blue Jackets last year. That lone loss coming in the final game of the regular season, where the Penguins honestly just didn't really care. But Blue Jackets come into this game, losers of five straight, nine of their last ten, at the bottom of the Metropolitan Division. They probably should have beaten the Rangers the other night. They were eleven seconds away before Alexei Lafreniere tied the game before winning the game in a shootout. But the Jackets, man, they spent a lot of money this offseason. Jarmo Kikalainen is someone who I think knows his job is on the line, which is why he spent all that money. But so far, these moves really haven't paid off the way he thought they were. And this team is just bad, Pat, to say the least. They're they're not good.
1: No, this is a very bad hockey team in, in Columbus. And sure, they fired Mike Babcock, and rightfully so. but. Pascal Vincent putting Johnny Gaudreau on the third line. What are, what are we doing here? And, and I, I know that he hasn't played well. I get that he's in a slump and he's struggling, but he's the pretty much one of the only people on this team that's worth anything. So at this point, that's somebody you just got to let play. You can't demote him and put him on the third line and bench him even if he's catastrophically bad, because this is a team that's essentially rebuilding. So it doesn't really matter if Johnny Gaudreau is bad. And I know coaches and players don't tank. I know that's not in their DNA, but at the same time, you know, wink and a nudge, Hey, hang in there, kiddo. Keep working. We'll get better. You don't have to bench him.
0: Johnny Gaudreau has been not good this year. One goal, six points so far this season Just not the player that we once saw in Calgary. And I continue to be flabbergasted as to why he picked the Columbus Blue Jackets. I understand that he wanted to come East to be closer to his family. But it still begs the question why you wanted to sign in Columbus when this team is still not close to competing right now. I will say... Adam Fantilli has been really good for the Blue Jackets here this year. Excuse me, tied for the team lead in points with nine, four goals, nine points, in fifteen games. You have Boone Jenner who has seven goals. Ivan Provorov has nine assists in fifteen games. Wrensky is back healthy, which is good. I do think Renski is probably one of the more underrated defensemen in the league, even though he's a bit overpaid. But they are going to be without Jack Roslovich in this game. He has eight points in fourteen games. Two of those are goals. He was they had a call up earlier this week, and he's going to be out. For this one, but this Jackets team overall just not good enough this year. I mean, we can dive into more of the numbers right now. At five on five, they only have a 46.2% expected goals rate, 44.7% actual goals rate. Their goals for per 16 minutes at five on five is 2.53. Their goals against per 16 minutes at five on five is 3.11. They have a minus seven goal differential. Their goaltending hasn't been good. You can't drop this game. When you have three massive games coming up this week against New Jersey, Carolina and Vegas, you have to get a result here. And again, there are no gimme games in the NHL, but this feels as close to one as it should be considering how bad the jackets have been, how Roscovich is hurt. And yes, the jackets do have some talent. Goudreau is a good player. He's just having a bad season. They still have boom. Jenner who is playing at least decent hockey. Patrick Lane is a great sniper. They have some of these younger players, but this is a game that the penguins should win considering how dominant they've been against the Blue Jackets for the last decade.
1: You said it already. There, this this upcoming two weeks, you are you're not gonna sweep these next couple of weeks just no. because you're you're playing some incredibly talented teams. And I don't want to sit here in, in lower expectations. You know, I'd love to see the penguins run the table or at the very least go very well over 500 only get one or two losses up upcoming in the next two weeks. But with the teams you have coming over the next two weeks, the 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 hurricanes, golden knights, devils, rangers, maple leafs, this is a game you have to win. These are two points you have to put in the bank just as an investment because like we said murderers row coming over the next two weeks so you can't guarantee any points in the national hockey league ever but if there was ever a time to bank two points and give yourself some cushion as you're trying to pull yourself out of the basement it's against this team and here's the thing about columbus that is going to help the penguins tonight is they can't score that's their biggest issue in and, and Martin have been fine enough. They're both slightly above uh, 900 on save percentage. So your goaltending on a bad team is usually about at a 900. So the goaltenders are doing their job. The goals just aren't coming from anywhere. So at this point, if you're the Penguins, play the system you've been playing, capitalize on their mistakes, and then pop two or three past these guys, put two points in the bank and get ready for a big week.
0: Yeah, Merzlikens has been, I guess, okay. He was really bad last year, but he's at 9 one this year. That's still below average, so it's still not good. The Penguins, they'll have the goaltending edge in this one, that's for sure. They'll also have the edge, especially in special teams. Well, at least on the power play, the Blue Jackets come into this game. 27th on the power play, 13%. Penalty kill-wise, Jackets have the third best penalty kill in the league right now, even though they're a really bad team. That's a matchup that... I'm going to have an eye on the Blue Jackets PK versus the Penguins power play. And then, of course, the Penguins PK should be able to shut down the Blue Jackets power play. But at least for the Jackets, there's not really many players on this team that I'm, I guess, excited to watch. I mean, I've always liked Johnny Goudreau because he's a great player, but he's just not having a good year. I do like Zach Werenski. I do think he's also overpaid. As I said a little few minutes ago, he just is not worth the contract that he's getting right now. He's been a fun player to watch, though, for a long time. You go up and down this lineup, I mean... Fantilli is their second line center. He's off to a good start, as I said. But I don't think you're a serious team if Boone Jenner is your top line center. Don't get me wrong. I think Boone Jenner is a perfectly fine hockey player. But is he a number one center in the NHL? No, he's not. And he's just being overused there. You have Patrick Lane, You got Marchenko, Cole Sillinger, who was on the team last year. You got Emil Benstrom, Johnny Goudreau again on the third line, which Pat already discussed. That's crazy. Sean Corrales. Defensively, we have Renski. Eric Goodbranson is getting top pairing minutes, man. Eric Goodbranson what are we doing here? <laughs> not a good team. And and the thing that that
1: that truly baffles me about that putting Johnny Gaudreau on the third line is even if and I'm with you, Boone Jenner is not a top uh, top line center in the. So he's been with the
0: Blue Jackets since I was like a junior in high school. It's just yeah. crazy to think about,
1: but. Even if he's not, if you look at the way this team is built and the way this team is set up, if you just put Boone Jenner between Patrick Line a and Johnny Gaudreau, you should at least get some production out of it. And the fact that they're not doing that and the fact that they're not, they're not just letting Adam Fentilli run, make you're the Columbus Blue Jackets. You don't have a ton of depth load up, put, put Fantilli between line a and Gaudreau and just go. And listen our War here, I'm not going to interrupt my enemy when they're making a mistake. So you guys keep doing what you're doing, but I, I I just, I don't get what this team is going for.
0: Hey, if they want to keep Johnny Goudreau on their third line for tonight and not give him that many minutes, I will take that bat. I will take that any day because of course he can hurt any team at any time. And I am really excited to see Fantilli for the first time tonight. I think he's going to be a thorn in a lot of team sides. For quite yeah, get get
1: get ready to hate him, Penguins yes. fans. Get ready for him to be a villain.
0: He's probably going to score quite a few goals against the Penguins throughout his career. Hopefully he doesn't start tonight, but he's off to a really good start, and I'm excited to see what he can do throughout his career. But that will do it for this first segment. Coming up in the second segment, Pat and I are going to do a bit more of a deep dive into how the Penguins can make it five in a row against the Blue Jackets tonight, go into how they've been playing in the defensive zone, goaltending board-wise, All that good stuff. But before we get to that, we got to tell you all about the JSK. So we spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We always get fired up together on wins, especially losses earlier in the season. Who starts and who sits? I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today, I want our chat to be, you know, a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. And you realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your prescriptions like Cialis and all these other things. And if this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical, go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12 month supply, of your daily medication. Remember to use promo code locked on at checkout for a discount as well. If you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code, excuse me, locked on for $20 off your purchase. All right, We're back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm Hunter Hodes, joined by my co-host, Patrick Damp. So let's get into more of a breakdown for this game against the Blue Jackets. For me, man, I just want to see the Penguins keep doing what they've been doing in the defensive zone. Keep limiting the chances to the outside. Keep winning the battle in the neutral zone, forcing more of these dump-ins, I should say, especially from what we saw against the Sabres on Saturday night. Just keep playing that same defensive system that's been working these last four games and honestly that's been working since the avalanche game and i think the penguins should be able to have success in this one obviously i want to see the power play go up against a really good penalty killing unit i know the jackets are not good but they do have some really good penalty killers and this is going to be a nice test for the penguins if they can maybe pot I'm not going to even say two power play goals, but if they can pot just one against this unit, even though the jackets are not good, I'll still take that as a success, excuse me. Just want to see that unit start to wake up a little bit. It was okay against Sabres, but it hasn't got into the top 10 for power play percentage just yet. And maybe this game will be a nice step in that direction considering they're going up against a really good unit. But those are two of the main things I'm looking forward to in this one for the Penguins to try to pull out the victory.
1: The word that, it keeps coming to mind for me for this game is discipline because as i said in the first segment this is a team in columbus that can't score a lot of goals and this is the kind of game where and and I, this isn't a penguin specific thing it's just a human thing it's just a human nature deal this is the kind of game where you look at this this blue jackets team and you think ah we we can we can get a little lazy with that defensive zone system we can we can, str- we can take a little bit more risk. We can take a little bit more of a chance against this team. And while that's not untrue, you're leaving yourself exposed. And there are still guys on this Blue Jackets team who can score goals. Yes. They just haven't been scoring them. So I look at this game tonight as... Don't stray from the system you've been playing just because you're playing a bad team, just because you're playing a team that doesn't have a big offensive push, just because it's a team that hasn't been able to put the bug in the net. Play the game you've been playing, limit them to the outside, capitalize on their mistakes, give them nothing in the neutral zone and play the game you know how to play that you've been playing for the past few weeks. Because it's brought you success against much, much better hockey teams. So if you stick to that system tonight, logically you would think, play the game that you've been playing and you're going to beat up on this team. You're going to get three, four, five goals tonight because this is not a good hockey team. I don't want... I also... I'm with you on the power play. This is is a big test moment for them because the only thing Columbus does well so far this year is kill penalties. So this... is if I said discipline for the first part, patience is what I want for the second part, because don't try to force things. Don't try to get too cute. Don't try to do a little too much because you're no, know, you know you're going up against a good unit because I've been saying it all season. This power play has been doing a lot of things that are, uh, uh, that are harbingers of success that will bring them goals. They just have to keep pushing and keep doing them. So, just because you're going up against a good PK doesn't mean you have to abandon all of that. So be disciplined in the defensive zone. Don't start taking risks because you're playing a bad team and just keep doing what you've been doing on the power play. If the goals don't come, we do have to keep in mind that two teams do play this game. Them not scoring on the power play doesn't mean that the other team just suddenly was unable to kill penalties.
0: Yeah, I just don't want them to go back into their old habits for what they were doing earlier on in the season where they were, I feel like, just allowing free access to the offensive zone and just free access to the high-danger areas. I just don't want to see them do that in this one, even though they're playing a bad team. I just don't want them to be like, oh, we've been playing really well and we're beating some better teams. Oh, let's just revert back to what we were doing that led to the 3-6 and star. I don't think they're going to do that, but just have to put that out there. And I mean, another big thing is Tristan Jari, if he gets a start, and I think he is going to get the start, keep being consistent. He's had three really, and I mean, really good starts. His save percentage is up to nine twenty right now, which is crazy considering the inconsistencies we've seen from him this season. I want to see if he can continue that for this game. You're playing against a bad team, but we've seen the level that he can play at when he's at his best show that again tonight against a bad team. That's what I'm really looking for as well.
1: Yeah, I can't disagree. And like you said, it's, it, it, it's a bad team and Tristan Jari has been bouncing back. So tonight's one of those games, similarly, like we talked about with San Jose and in a couple others. Yeah. This is just a team you have to beat. This is a, a game where we're, we don't give out gold stars for beating bad teams, but at the same time you do have to beat them. So it, with that in mind, Tristan Jari has to go out and play a very good game tonight. He has to, have a 920, 925, 930 save percentage against a team like this.
0: I agree. And overall, man, again, this should be a win. Hopefully we're doing the recap tomorrow, talking about five in a row. But again, there are no gimmies in the NHL. And a big thing here to follow for tonight's game, Crystal Tang is very close to a milestone. 698 points, two points away from 700 for defensemen. He may get it in this game if he plays real well, and I think he's been playing really well throughout these last couple weeks. I also do feel, man, might be a big Sidney Crosby game coming tonight. He usually always plays well against the Columbus Blue Jackets. He doesn't have the same points per game that he does against the Flyers and the Islanders, but the Blue Jackets, it's up there. That's for sure. I think this is going to be a really big vintage Sid game as well, but that will do it, I think, for this second segment. Coming up to end the show, Pat and I are going to get into a couple of moves that the Penguins made. On Tuesday, with Jonathan Gruden getting recalled, Jeff Carter being hurt. We'll discuss that a little bit. But before we get to that, we got to tell you all about FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use, there is a wide range of betting options, including spreads. Player props, over unders, and so much more. So visit fandle.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. That's Fanduel, the official partner of the NFL and locked on. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm Hunter Hodes, joined by my co host, Patrick Damp. And I should say this morning, Great, beautiful friend of the show. Jesse Marshall put out an insane article detailing what Mike Selvin has done to his system. Pat, you and I have been discussing a little bit what he's been doing. Jesse went all in with his breakdown. Just want to shout out that article to start off this segment because it was a great read. And if you all haven't read it yet, please do yourselves a favor and go read it because again, I think we're pretty decent with X's and O's. He is the godfather of that stuff. Forget
1: about forget what us two plebs ever say (laughs) about X's and O's like, I coached the game for years and played the game for years. And Jesse can still tell me more about a scheme than I can. So that tells you how good he is.
0: Right. We've we been discussing like, oh, they've been tweaking the system a little bit. He put loads of video in that article that I hadn't noticed when I, when I, before I read it. And I was like, oh, I did not notice this at all before he showed me this. And it's just like, again, I've been following this for, for 20 years he, he still teaches me something every single time I read one of his articles. So if you all haven't read that yet, please go check it out. But for this game tonight, Jonathan Gruden was recalled by the Penguins. Mike Sullivan did say it was kind of just precautionary because – Jeff Carter is dealing with a nagging injury. Does not look like Carter is going to play in this one, and there's no one else that's hurt. Looks like it. there's some speculation that, oh, is another player hurt just because Carter was on the ice or the optional morning skate? But nope, doesn't look like that's the case. It looks like Carter's going to be out again. Danny Henderson is in, and then the extra four will be Carter and Jonathan Gooden, so that's why he was called up. But just to laugh in your face a little bit there, Pat, you said Jeff Carter could maybe get in the game for this one on Monday, but no, nope, that's not happening now. I didn't say he could.
1: I said if there was a game in the next two weeks where he wanted to get a mice time, this would be the <laughs> the ideal one. And I, I think that, like you, like Sullivan said, this is just precautionary. I think yeah. Carter probably has some kind of nagging injury that probably got aggravated at a practice or something. And while it's not something that could hamper him for a long time, should there be an injury tonight in the bottom six and they need somebody to go on Thursday. You've got Gruden there ready to go in case Carter's injury is still bothering him and he's unable to play. So right. yeah. And again, it's it's just it, like it's an insurance policy. Gruden hasn't been exactly impressive with Wilkes Bear. It's just a it's a warm body to have that doesn't need to clear waivers. So
0: He'll be a 13th forward and, it, you know, God forbid someone else gets hurt you know, he can be inserted in the lineup for a game or two, something like that. It's really not that big of a deal, but you'll see the same bottom six combinations that you saw against Buffalo. And I'm excited. You know, the third line continues to play really well. Overall, really strong expected goals rate. They're outscoring opponents when they're on the ice, especially with Drew O'Connor got his first one. Lars Eller's really playing a bit better. As of late, redeem Zahorna has been awesome. Really want to see how this line does against the Blue Jackets. And then for the fourth line, again, it's crazy how just one change there actually makes the fourth line, I wouldn't say good, but better to say the least with Hina Stroza and for Carter. So, I mean, if we can get another bottom six goal tonight, I'll be a happy man to say the least. Be
1: real nice. And if we're going to give, if we're going to keep giving shout outs to our pals at the Athletic, I got to give one to uh, Josh Yohey again, because I've been trying to figure out how to explain Eller's play because it's been reminding me of something and i think he nailed it there's a lot of matt cullen there where he's not overly impressive he's not doing anything in particular great but he's doing just about everything well it's yeah. not something that you're going to get ready to build a statue and say move him up in the lineup and extend them forever but you're not watching his game especially in the last month and getting frustrated you're just it's just steady do i think he's a championship third line center probably not but at the same time if fair is fair and we're gonna analyze the games as they've come he's been a good third line center for the last month and if he's doing the job he's doing the job
0: Possible right now, I think until they potentially make a move by the trade deadline, I think if the Penguins continue to play this style, they continue to get these results from that third line. You can ride this all the way to February or March, if you, especially if you get fully into the playoff race or maybe even into the, in the top three of the Metropolitan Division, you can ride that until close to the deadline until Kyle Dubas wants to make a move and be like, "Hey Lars, I know you've been playing fine this year, but we're going to go out get more of an offensive center for the third line, and we're going to maybe." push you down to the fourth line wing or fourth line center. Cause I think, especially if he you is your fourth line center, he can be a fourth line center on a contending team in my opinion, or a cup contending team, I should say. And as everyone
1: knows, you know, if I can state the absolute obvious is you have that and you can give the bottom six more minutes because right. you're getting more depth and you can take some of the burden off of the top six and keep them fresher. So should Kyle Dubas do that and I do believe he's going to over the next three four months before the trade deadline that's I that's your ideal where you're not going to have to run your top six into the ground in January and February and March you can save that for April May and hopefully June
0: and you won't have to rely on them to score every night because let's be real your top six isn't going to score every night for you and you're going to have to have games where sometimes your bottom six has to win you the game and I mean we saw that kind of Against Buffalo, where Drew O'Connor got a big goal for the Penguins, and yes, the big uh, guns also scored. Eric Carlson had a couple. Kenny Malkin scored, but still, you need games where not everyone is firing on all cylinders, and your top six at least. Where your bottom six needs to come and be like, hey, we'll help out a little bit. And if they make that move there, that will obviously be very good. But I think that I'll do it for this Tuesday edition of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I know it's a little bit shorter today, but we wanted to get this preview out for you all before tonight's game at 7 o'clock Eastern time on Sportsnet Pittsburgh. Really looking forward to this one. We'll see if the Penguins can make it five in a row. Get to eight and six before we will recap this game on Wednesday. And of course, get you all set for the massive late week games and then the weekend games as well. But again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. We'll be back with another episode for you all on Wednesday.